At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Let's go. Let, welcome to the Safety Third Podcast, a special edition where Kevin is invisible. <laughs> yeah. Isn't Kevin, that right, you, Kevin? Tell us about how you're invisible right now. Oh, I guess because he's invisible, he can't make sounds either. Oh, his sounds are invisible too. Whoa. But look, Nigel's here. Nigel's back. Now everyone's happy. Yay. Do you realize that if none of us showed up except for Nigel, everyone would be actually be okay with it? Yes. <laughs> you know, the, the problem is, is it's got to be... It's got to be Nigel with other people, but if there's no Nigel, then it falls apart. Yeah. Because yeah. Nigel by himself is boring. Nigel with us is great. Hey, we talking. How do you know? How do you know I'm boring? Yeah, <laughs> we've never actually tried a Nigel only podcast. <laughs> Just me. I don't think I'm gonna try. No, Kevin, you ruined the illusion. You were supposed to be invisible. <laughs> <laughs> we are we're 40 minutes late to the podcast and now it looks like i'm, I'm the reason i had to <laughs> yeah, deal with a tree trimmer Boo. so i need to get some trees trimmed so there's like there's a, there's like 20 trees that need to be trimmed guess what the quote i got from the tree trimmer to trim 20 trees Twenty thousand dollars yeah i was gonna $20, say that twenty one thousand dollars <laughs> wait really yeah Holy shit! I was. Is that normal? I, I was memeing, but that I think sounds it's like no, normal when you want to make a lot of money as a tree trimmer. <laughs> it's not normal to trim your I, trees. I was, That's your neighbor's I was, problem. I was sitting there looking at the trees, and I was like, "These really need to be trimmed." But also, that seems really expensive. And I'm trying to figure out what's more expensive: a tree falling on a house, <laughs> or trimming the tree before it falls on the house. I can trim the trees with the laser. I think. That's. I was thinking that. I was. I did think about doing it myself, but then I looked up at the trees and I was like, I probably shouldn't do this myself. Anyways, Have if you, there's anyone who's listening to this who's willing to cut down a couple of trees for like, I don't know, like maybe uh, 500 bucks, hit me up. <laughs> Have you seen how they like, my neighbor just cut down like 21 giant pine trees and... Have you seen how they do it? Like, number one, they have these awesome, like, they have these boots that you wear, and they have giant spikes in them, and they can, like, climb up the tree, and they, like, cut it down, like, you know, three-foot section at a time, and it just falls down, and they, like, well, Yeah, yeah if you hire Spider-Man awesome. to, to cut your tree down, of course it's going to cost $20,000, but I'll just take a guy or a girl. Just a guy. I don't need Spider-Man. You I'm don't have to have sure any fancy boots. you can buy those, those boots on Amazon, so if anybody wants to make, like, you know, $500. I guarantee you Jake Laser has those boots. I'm uh, sure he's got a box somewhere that has those boots in them. How many sure DJI drones do we have to fly full speed into the trees to trim them? Um, how many drones can you get for $20,000? Probably enough. Yeah. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Nigel, are you looking at memes? No. I'm, are you looking I can at just boots? tell that you're browsing emails are right now. Are you looking now. at boots? I'm not on emails. I'm are you on watching Synology. Porn? Hey, well, why, why, don't you guys, uh, why don't you guys look at this instead? Whoa. Yeah, trash can. <laughs> how did you wait? Holy. How did you change the camera feed just now? How do you do it, that? OS, Don't worry OBS. about it. Oh, whoa! Kevin's, Kevin's very skilled. That's awesome. You know, we should like we should you should put a, a little TV in there so it could be us, and so you cut to a cam that's just oh. us in the trash can. Oh my god, that's genius! Where, <laughs> where we belong. 
be like a Pepper's ghost. We got like mini, like a mini version of us in the trash can. The I want to make look. a version of that for Nigel, because if we if we start having more things happen around LA and Nigel's still in Canada, we need to have him mm -hmm. have like a ghostly presence somehow. In the oh yeah, can. we can just get like a cardboard cutout and project him onto it. Look how pale he is though. He's basically already a ghostly yeah. presence. <laughs> this is what winter does to me. <laughs> you always look like this. Yeah, but no, 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 no. So what I'll say is, it's when you it's in the summer. Okay. If you you go, oh my god, I have a farmer's tan. My shoulder's so white. But then you realize that in the winter you don't. All right, have lift a your lift your tan. sleeve up right now. Look, you don't. I don't. I, it's a it's bit whiter. It's the same color. No, it's it's it is actually. Oh, whiter. it is whiter. Holy how god, Nigel, how are you whiter than me? I also have the pink light, which is I I always cheap. thought that I just had the same. Actually, you, Kevin probably should be the whitest. How do you even have? How do I even have slightly darker arms? Well, yeah, I, I, I think Kevin is literally the whitest person here. I I don't know. It's the maybe it's the lighting, but Nigel's skin is like porcelain. It's well, it's, I said <laughs> Kevin should be. Should be. Yeah. Okay, but Nigel, he looks like the sort of like the definition of beauty for like a Victorian woman. Oh, <laughs> like, like the like the like geishas, the element. Japanese yeah. geishas. <laughs> It's just because my uh, my lighting in my it was office like it was is, fat uh, and porcelain skin, right? Cause yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> Nigel, Nigel, you you would have a lot of male suitors two hundred years ago. He, yeah, you he just, says I don't. Currently, <laughs> <laughs> just do the GoMad challenge for another couple months, and you'll have both attributes of beauty. Uh, it took me, I think, like twelve years to recover from GoMad. So, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> are you still in recovery? I, no. It's only recently, like, I think it was like a couple, like, Back two years on the ago, juice. that I drank milk and my body didn't just reject it. <laughs> can, can somebody listening to this podcast uh, do me a favor and edit together just every time Nigel has, <laughs> yeah. like, talked about a story and milk and whatever, <laughs> and then put it into an hour-long Nigel-only podcast. The, I really want to see Nigel Go Mad Supercut. Yeah, I want to see what the Nigel-only Go Mad podcast for Safety Third would look like. I'm on like the milk. I'm off the that. milk. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't. I don't <laughs> How many gallons of milk do you think you've... Of go mad milk, do you think you've drink, drinking, 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 drink, drunk, drink, drunk, drinking? I think is like German. He used to drink, but but he still does too. Yeah, exactly. No, I actually don't drink milk anymore. Okay, so I I I need to um I need to figure out how to how to cut these trees without spending twenty thousand dollars because that's uh that's ridiculous. Um, does anyone have any ideas? How do you cut down trees? Can you burn them? Less that is a very You're good cutting idea. down trees or trimming them. Trimming them. <laughs> I don't know. What's the difference? Um, I have. I tell. I have the solution. Okay. I have a solution too. Okay, you go first. Oh, do you, have you ever seen how they cut the trees on the side of highways? Oh, oh with the yes, helicopter, yeah, the, the helicopter and the giant license. blade. I found that's this. what you need to do. You remember the heavy equipment I posted that I found on Facebook Marketplace? Yeah, you, that you was, found something like that, right? Yeah, the giant hydraulic like boom, boom arm with like four exactly. saw blades on it. Looked it. Like, it looked like a transformer arm. That's like all you, need. you would have, you'd seen a Michael Bay movie. Yeah. That, well, there you go. You got it. Well, the problem Just, is that thing was $100,000. Rent oh, Kevin's well. uh, 50. <laughs> Foot lift thing he had and just uh, hang chainsaws off it. Well, he, okay, here's the thing you could start your own tree trimming business and it'd only take five houses for you to break even. Uh, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, five houses that have 20 trees that's quite a bit. Yeah, but you know. All right, if somebody, if you, okay, let's say, let's say you were the last person on earth and you had to trim these trees, uh, what would you do? Would you um, climb up them? Would you rent? a lift or would you steal a lift from a yard because there's nobody left on earth 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Because you need insurance too, right? Yeah. If there was no one else on Earth, I don't. I can't think of a reason why I'd have to. Trim why the trees. are you cutting the trees? Because they're they've evolved, they're they've, like leaning over no, the house. They've evolved millions of years. They to literally not fall over all the time. They evolved <laughs> in Australia Kevin, and then they that, freaking brought them Kevin, here. Kevin, if that they've... house has been there for millions of years and they've adapted to its presence, <laughs> they will never fall on the house. Well, I'm saying people, a lot of people My trim house trees because the they wood. want them to be healthy and they want them to look good. Well. I they, I'm they gonna do search that right on now. Themselves. Eucalyptus. <laughs> Jeez, eucalyptus is a crazier tree fall. I keep oh, get koalas. Over. Get koalas to. They don't eat the eucalyptus. tree. They eat the leaves. Right. Yeah, but it'll make the branches less heavy. <laughs> Actually, uh, Actually, I guess they'll be heavier with koalas. So. Yeah, yeah, and then they won't have any wind resistance when they crash through your roof. Okay, right, I just looked up right. pictures of eucalyptus tree falling over, and every single picture is a eucalyptus tree falling over. So I know that this is a very biased search, but I feel like this does happen more than it should. Do okay, okay. So you so, have twenty trees hanging over your house. I'm in a predicament right now because there's twenty trees that are either going to fall in my house or the neighbor's house, and a man gave me a quote for twenty-one thousand dollars. Huh. How many crash pads can you buy for twenty thousand dollars to put on the roof? That would how, also how much will it? It's problem. only twenty thousand dollars to fix a roof, so I say take your chances. <laughs> but the that tree is, will go through the I whole mean, house, Kevin. Not just the roof. No, the roof should stop it. Oh wait, airbags. Can you cover your roof like the shingles are like like car airbags, so that if it hits it, it will like protect the roof. That's a really good idea too. Here's here's my idea, and I'm bringing this up because I need I need to crowdsource some help. So there used to there was like this scientific paper I read way back in the day about using lasers to cut down trees. They're like, oh well, we, we can just put like these like pulsed ruby lasers, like that the oh tanks use. This was the army's idea. So like the <laughs> tanks have a laser rangefinder on them. So what if we can make that more powerful and then just use it to like bop, 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 like cut through tree branches and like clear paths or some and they just what like straight it, just shoot it straight into the forest. Uh, no, this was like a yeah like a laser. Like where does or the I'm, other end of the laser end up? Like just, that's out <laughs> like towards. Alan, you're the, thinking about this the wrong way. That's Germany's problem. As long as we get we done what we need to get done, whatever yeah. trail we leave behind us doesn't matter. I mean, there there was a there was a guy on YouTube that made a laser lawnmower like fairly yeah. recently. What? Also, I really? can't find this paper anymore. So if somebody yeah, it has didn't it, work very well, but you know, it was a good tile thumb. You remember no, no, that? So, uh... so this brings me to my invention. It's a okay. laser tree cutter downer. What? How do I say this? I. <laughs> feel vindicated in my hoarding right now because oh. like two months ago i threw i had this like belt you know that you would use for a 3d printer like a stepper motor yeah i had like 20 feet of this and like a big roll and i'm like i haven't touched this in five years and i threw it away and then today like a couple weeks later i'm like i need this today right now and i don't have it and i threw it away so this is you know i should wait how does that vindicate you though i feel like because i should have kept it yeah. Should have kept it. Should have kept uh, it. I feel like the only way that that works is if you throw stuff out. If you kept it, then there's like whatever would have happened would have caused you to not need it. You know what I mean? I think that that's the only mm -hmm. way it works. It's like part of only, God's plan. That's God's plan. It's yeah, to... it's only going to rain if you don't bring your umbrella outside, you know? Uh. <laughs> but I also, I feel like that's just how hoarders, why people hoard is they, 
they hold on to that one time that they, that yeah, they exactly. Saved. Like they're but, still riding yeah. that high from that one time they need like a, <laughs> the the Q-tip that they had. They've had in their drawer yeah. for thirty-five years. And All right, here I got a good one. <laughs> I a couple months ago when I was when I was like trying to fix the embroidery machine, I was gonna get rid of the ceramic eyelets that the threads travel through because of the wear. You know, otherwise it'll the threads over time will cut through steel. Apparently. Um, I was going to replace them with like Teflon or something. So I, I was, I made this whole like little clamping heat, heated clamp setup where you would like take a little piece of Teflon, you would clamp it into the hole where the eyelet on the embroidery machine is and it would like melt it in place. I ended up not doing it. I got like halfway through it and then I realized that the threads will actually wear through the Teflon way faster than like everything really? else. Okay. Like even though it's slippery, <laughs> it's still abrasive and so it right. will cut through it. And so I had bought two PID, or maybe it was one PID controller. So I had a temperature controller. I had uh, thermocouples. I had a bunch of crap I had bought. And I was like, well, I guess that was a waste of money. And then just this week, I had to uh, figure out how to heat the vat of my resin printer. So guess what I did? I used the, the temperature controller and the oh, thermocouple okay. from, the, uh, from the previous thing. And so it was like... You know, it Did you felt, just like dip the thermocouple in the resin or something? No, it's a big aluminum frame with the FEP, the uh, whatever it is. The, it's actually it's all everything's Teflon uh, that the film is on the bottom of the vat. And so okay. I just heat the aluminum up. So I got that barrel heater. So I went on McMaster and bought a – I looked for heaters. Actually, why? If, you, if you've never used McMaster before, you should go to McMaster Car and um, check it out. It's very expensive. But you're not paying for stuff. You're paying for how insanely cataloged it is. Oh, my God. I just searched for heaters. I love it. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I need a heater. But I don't really know what kind of heater. I just need something to, like, heat up either the chamber or the the frame that the the vat is in, the the vat frame, blah, blah, blah. Uh, And so I type in heater. And then I stumble across, oh, a drum heater. It's this, like, adhesive strip of silicone that has, like, uh, some sort of, like, ceramic filament in it. And you just nice. adhere it to the side of a barrel, and it heats the barrel up for oh, if you need something in a barrel to be warm. So I'm like, good. all right, cool. So I bought one of those, 30 inches <laughs> long, 300 watts, and then I just taped like that. Like 120 volts? 120 volts. I taped it to so the easy. resin vat because it's a really big vat. Uh, it's a big resin printer. And, uh, and then I used the temperature controller. And so it was like buying that and not using it and then not throwing it away, and I was able to make something like that day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nick Master, they're always like next day or two day shipping too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's always that's, really nice. I feel like there's there's a lot of confirmation bias. How many times? Oh, look have you who's kept talking. Of all the people it, here, you're number I two on been, the hoarder. Maybe I three. I've been getting rid of so many things. I think that's why I'm kind of like trying to argue against yeah. it right now because okay. I've been all actively right. working on getting rid of stuff. Yeah. Look, he's, he's mad at himself when he's taking it out on us. He wishes he had all that old stuff. That's why I threw away those ultrasonic mysteries. I'm glad that I regret it. Alan's like, only if I had all this crap, I would be happy. Had some stuff that was that useful. To me twice I thought we were today. all going to keep talking over each other. Yo, I'm, I yeah, let's do it. I was yeah, you too, Nigel. You got to join the conversation. The dumpsters, so I had these ultrasonic no. that I still had, had for a while. Uh-huh. And, and I'm I like, wasn't oh my God, that'd be perfect to me. Right. It's, it's, using it's a not going to come in handy. The one time where you do it doesn't justify every other. I threw those out like a month ago. I think it's the power supplies. Why did I save the power supplies? I have a million worth power supplies. The one time that you get the ultrasonic What if you need like 14 power supplies for something? What if you need more? watts but you don't want to get a bigger power supply no i'll just use one of my like nigel didn't participate at all i saw you nigel i tried really hard to understand what was happening and all i got were power supplies do you know (laughs) that's all i know power supplies a couple years ago no kevin don't show us your pile he's got a pile (laughs) kevin fix your door (laughs) holy shit kevin (laughs) 
How many? Why? That's, that's how not many, bad. How many watts? Okay. No, you don't think this is that bad? Uh, for anyone uh, listening via audio, Kevin right now has from his closet pulled out an entire box filled <laughs> power with power supplies. supplies. Are, okay, are they wall warts or are they like? Yeah, they're all or they're all every single kind. Uh, like, I want a, a seventy watt, thirteen volt AC power adapter. <laughs> <laughs> Boom! Pulls it out. I have ten volts. What uses what ten about, volts? Um, I don't know. Why do you have that then? Do well, you not have a benchtop power supply? That could yeah, just but it can't put out 40 volts. amps. <laughs> <laughs> That's a mess. I, okay, I just emptied my storage unit out. So when, when we moved out of the house in LA that, that Michael and I uh, rented, um, it was sort of right <laughs> at the, it was right at the beginning of the pandemic. And so I had nowhere to put any of my stuff. So I moved it all into a storage unit and didn't really clean any of it out. And that included a, a vending machine. You guys remember the vending machine that we yes, that was dispensing yes. beer and Red Bulls? <laughs> yeah, I really like that vending machine. So I, I just pulled everything out of storage, and I have it now. And I'm, I feel like that vending machine is something that I want to set up again. And I don't regret buying it, and I don't regret keeping it. Well, I think a vending machine is it's kind of different, right? It's like it would be a huge pain in your ass to get another one. Yeah. But I think for like Where are you going to find a 12-volt power supply that plugs into the wall? <laughs> almost everything else, you're like two days away from getting it off of Amazon. A vending <sighs> yeah. machine, I understand. I mean, you're like a day away from getting it off Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think that like when it comes to keeping stuff, there's just a threshold that's worth it. Whereas like, it's just the probability of how likely you're going to use it. Certain things are just past that threshold. So here's here's my here's my uh, argument for keeping stuff. I think that here's the my rule. Maybe if you're gonna keep a bunch of stuff like power supplies, and you need them and you need them quickly, maybe you should organize them, right? <laughs> so it's like they're organized by voltage. I would and- have thirty bins. Well, but then it's like if you don't need thirty bins, then maybe you don't need all the power supplies. That, does that right, make sense? Though. It would be so nice to have like everything, like screws, <laughs> right. right? Like all your random screws, they're kind of just like lumped in like the, the screw jar. <laughs> like Kevin's saying this, like we all have the exact same screw you jar. Don't have <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have been working on this. I used to have a screw jar, and then I got a uh, little drawer organizing bins for yeah. my like um, one of those like just husky like. And then I took benches. the bins and I took the screws and I threw them on the trash. <laughs> but you guys, didn't buy, you didn't buy one of those sorted. Little, like, they are sorted cabinet now. things I mean, are they just the grouped in general by diameter or like are you breaking the down loose into ones, length yeah so through. i mean for the loose screws yeah it's just basically it's like anything that's like a quarter inch larger and then anything smaller than that and then machine versus like um like wood screw but then for oh, anything yeah. that i still have new like they're in their appropriate bins it actually is fantastic like, yeah <laughs> michael reeves had it all like down by diameter and length and everything so that was way more organized than i thought I I have been having a lot of fun organizing all my shit recently. Yeah. It's it like it it makes you feel like a better person. <laughs> hmm, I'm gonna need to organize a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I organized uh, all my USB cables got organized at one point, so they're mm. they're bagged by connector type, and that's super useful because yeah, you know it's like you you know you keep all you should always keep your USB cables since they're bad. If they're bad. If you have a problem with the USB cable, even once, cut the end off. No, 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 no. The trick is you put it back in the bin with all the other ones. And then every time you get it, you curse it and throw it back in the bin. (laughs) That's your, you take your aggression out by yeeting it into the bin, not cutting the tip off. (laughs) Actually, I I might even show you guys. I'm so proud of it. Hold on. Yeah, let me see it. I've got a, I've got a system. Down with the system. 
He's always got the weirdest stuff on his TV. What is that? AI? Actually, I think it's just... Oh, yeah. Okay. It's not Netflix. AI versus the law. It's oh. just oh. YouTube. This seems like a good opportunity to promote the new Safety Third merch. Uh, if you guys don't know, we went to Japan last year. And while in Japan, I made a t-shirt called Mr. Hambagas. And I drew it. <laughs> I drew it on my iPad in Procreate. And here it is in t-shirt form. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> Isn't that great? I'm actually really happy with how this came out. And uh, it's it's actually, we did something new that I've never seen on Embroider except for, like, uh, infants. Uh, it has a backing. So there's an iron-on backing, and so you can't feel the scratchiness that embroidery sometimes can have. Did you ever explain the story behind the hamburger? So, like, well, I don't actually. What was? What's the story behind Mister Mister Hamburger? It was just the that only was word Will's that was English, right? The entire trip of Japan. Watashi wa Hamburger. It was a we great just... icebreaker. Everywhere we went. <laughs> yes, because we we knew we were saying something because it's it's the same in English. I think ice cream <laughs> is similar too, right? Because it sounds Japanese. Uh, They're so loan this, words. Oh my god! This is available on the Safety Third shop. If you go to the link in the description, do below. I have to? I, do I have to buy one? Can you send me no, one? No, we'll send you guys. They, we okay. just got them, so um, we'll send them. <laughs> Anyways, you go to safetythird.shop and you can get the dumpster fire T-shirt, Mister Hamburger T-shirt. Uh, dumpster pins, sticker packs, safety pins um, of a man getting uh, ground up by gears. And nice. support us and this, this Zoom call that we do every week. <laughs> Today's podcast is sponsored by PayPal Honey. Honey is the number one shopping tool in America. Honey is genuinely one of the easiest and simplest ways to save money while you're shopping online. And it works for things that you're already buying on sites that you're already using. Once you have Honey, this little icon shows up in the corner of your browser. And when you're shopping, if Honey works with that site, it will automatically find and apply promo codes to save you money. We use Honey when buying the equipment for this podcast, and it made it super easy to save money without spending time looking for promo codes on sketchy websites. You can add Honey to your browser for free and support the podcast by going to joinhoney.com slash safety third. That's joinhoney.com slash safety third. All right, you guys ready for this? I'm, I am, this has Let's been like, it. come on. This has been scratching parts of my brain I didn't even know I had. So basically, what I just explain got, what, what are we looking at? Explain. I got so many oh, yeah. of these Harbor Freight organization oh, bins. Okay. And so I decided, I started doing this thing where I'm like, I'm not just organizing little parts, I'm like making them kind of like full functioning units. So like oh. this that you're seeing here is like my prototype. This is, I'm very proud of it. This is my, uh, electrical connecting uh, briefcase, basically. So you see, it's not just parts. It's like Wagos. Oh, you got the need. you got the fairing tool or the furring, yeah, yeah, fairing yeah. tool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And crimpers. there's fairings in here also. There's the crimping tool and all the crimps. There's terminal blocks. There's wire nuts. There's Wagos. There's even stuff for like uh, like holding wire against nice. like things electrical tape. So it's like it's not just parts. It's like everything I would need to use the it's parts. It's like an MRE but for electrical connections. Yeah, so it's like I know that like if I'm out in the garage and I like need to make a bunch of electrical connections, I just grab the one thing cuz before I had parts and I had tools and they were separate, but now I'm like I'm trying to combine them by use. So I know like okay, if I'm going to be using yeah. like if I if I get something to crimp onto a wire, I'm gonna need the thing that crimps and the thing to crimp on. And before I had them separate. That's that's not the for, way. For context for the audio listeners, Alan is holding up a bin filled with electrical components and and, and, uh, and tools. tools. All and it's, tools. it's a bin and of tools. all the things you need to take two wires and turn them into one wire. 
Yeah, so it's been, this has been like, I don't know if like maybe the equivalent is like an old lady like doing puzzles. I've been having a lot of fun just like figuring out what to put in these bins that like thematically. I, know, I, think, you, I think you're talking about an old lady doing opiates. Actually, no, you know what it is? I just realized just now. This is uh, this is what happens when I'm not building Magic the Gathering decks at Will's house. <laughs> is I start putting like it's literally the exact same concept. I'm like, oh, like this card synergizes with this card, and these colors work well together. This but three it's, like, connector Wego nut. Well, wait, but no, we need the ten gauge. Mm. <laughs> no, we need the thicker Wegos. We'll synergize with the American twist wire nut. We don't need. I we don't need the five Wego. We just need two threes, and that way we can bridge them to make if we need. Five. Well, guess what, buddy? Ooh. I've got I've got, I've got a thing for both. There's your there's your twos, there's I'm pretty your sure threes, you can, there's your fives. You could build a computer with all those Legos. <laughs> Alan, what happens when you get a part that doesn't fit when into I, your kit? Oh, don't don't say well, it. I'll figure it out. It's like <laughs> then if he one kills of, himself. Yeah, that, that's the end. That's the end of the line for me. <laughs> I'm in I'm in a perfect place of status or stasis. If this is everything I need, if I get one more thing that's useful, I'll die. <laughs> then you have to get a whole new bin, but you don't have enough useful stuff to put in the other bin. I think part of it might actually be that I hit kind of like a critical mass of stuff where it's like, if I didn't have enough stuff, it wouldn't make sense to put it all in one bin. But I like finally got enough stuff where I was like, wait, all these go together. Yeah. So I've been having a lot of fun doing that. <laughs> yeah, I, I need to do that. I kind of did it. And then you just accumulated more things. Oh, mm. you ruined the balance. Yeah. You got to just like reach reach a point of things that you have <laughs> and then, being enough and, and, and then never die. get more things. Yeah. <laughs> get buried it's with them. Like of life, you, yeah, you trying to tell me to not buy more stuff. There's literally only one thing that's going to stop me from buying stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then when you die, your your wife goes to a, a ham fest or something and she pawns it all off. And For a nickel. Yeah, yeah exactly. Some kid gets a really nice set of tools. <laughs> and he thinks, and he, then he throws them all away because they're all crap. I mean, the thing is, the, the wire connecting bins, the one I've had the most luck with. I've been trying this with all sorts of things, and they haven't been as good. This one's like my baby. I don't so, know why. It just kind of worked. I feel like having to organize all your parts is a very common problem. Why is there no system that why is everyone having to come up with their own system all the time? Because it's different called, for everybody. Yeah. Yeah, it's called like, MasterCard. What Go walk gonna, into McMaster like, Car Warehouse and you'll understand the problem with sorting <laughs> a wide variety of indefinitely well, expanding objects. That's <laughs> yeah. that's my problem because I try to organize like all the screws and bolts and it got to the point where you just stock a certain amount and then everything else you just throw screw away. Screw jar, yeah. screw no, jar, you just, screw you jar. Just, you just you <laughs> like get Kevin. a handful of random pieces and I just actually I kind of have a you throw them out of sight because you have no idea what to do no, with them. No, there are times where the screw jar can come in really handy. Like the screw jar has its place. I'm a big fan of the screw jar. I've just taken my screw jar and like separated out like into a little more order. But I think having yeah. screws you don't care about is nice. It's really nice. I remember uh, a long time ago, Kevin bought uh, gas cylinders for uh, office chairs off mm -hmm. of Amazon because he wanted to do a video with it. And up until like last year, I had been holding on to them. So I've been holding on for like probably three years at that point. Mm -hmm. And we you went through the my garage cleaning it. Yeah, what like the hell? Alan did. Alan threw them away. You yeah, I, I waited a year to reveal Kevin. that to see if Will needed them in that year, and he didn't. He never oh, that's right. noticed they were gone. I think you told me about that last yeah. time I was over there. You're yeah. like, I'm I gonna, said, I told yep. a couple of people in 
in like seek i said do not tell will this but i've thrown away those office chair air cylinders <laughs> yeah by the and way I'm, i was looking for this ten thousand dollars cash ahead laying around did you throw that one away too <laughs> can i have that back <laughs> no you don't need it you know it's just taking up space <laughs> You don't need that. In your no, life. I, need, I have to cut some. I have to trim some trees. I really actually do need that. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I need two of those. I am. I've been trying because I like have such a hard time throwing things away. Usually, yeah. mm. I've been like actively trying to figure out how to like. I don't want to be like a minimalist, but I do want to like try and understand where the line is between like when things are worth keeping and not. I'm I I really think that if you can't organize it, you shouldn't keep it. So, like, if you don't have some semblance of organization for the things that you have, you you need to consider getting rid of them. So, it either means yeah. you need to buckle down and organize it because you're going to use it frequently enough that you need to hoard it. And if you need to hoard it because you're going to use it, it should be organized. And if you can't bring yourself to do that, it means you don't actually need it that bad. I was going to say, what you need to do, Alan, is think about showing it to somebody else. Your collection, uh-huh. whatever it is. And if you feel shame, then you definitely need to get rid of it. Well, the problem is I don't think I'd ever feel fully ashamed. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm saying like... It... I don't have enough of that to, to motivate no, me. I, yeah, yeah, I guess. It's just like... I'm shame... Alan's shame saturated. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've, shaming I've him felt... makes him horny, Nigel. You really... Alan, Alan. It's just I'm Alan, so you've been a bad boy. Shame. It's like Alan, when I can only make me more happy. When I went to your place and we like, oh, whatever, we have to set up the air mattress and be like, oh, sorry, it's a little messy here. If you say that, it's, you're acknowledging it should be clean, right? If you say nothing, then I would think nothing. I'm like, oh, he's just a messy guy. But you're you're thinking I'm thinking that, and you're trying to counteract it, which means that in your head it's bad. <laughs> okay, now the- at Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. I guess <laughs> Nigel, uh, wait, I guess, has anyone else been to Nigel's lab in no. person? He so hasn't invited us. This is, there, there's, there's. No one there's, wants to come to Canada. Let me explain something to you guys. Uh, oh, okay. Something else about, because I know we've talked about the lasers, but something else about Nigel's lab is that he has. They don't flush the toilet. <laughs> I mean, they, it flushes itself. There's like a robot. It that that's not true. I assume that's it fancy. flushes itself. I mean, it opens its mouth when you enter the bidet. room. It's kind it's of freaky. Bidet. It like asks you for it. But it, <laughs> Nigel has this mental Rain Man map of where things are stored in his lab. You can, I did this. We did this. It was amazing. You go into this lab. It's got how, like endless drawers. You point at one. Just across the room, you say, Nigel, what is in that drawer? And he will tell you. And he was yeah. right. Like 80, 80% of the time, you missed like maybe one or two. And like, it was like for fair reason. You were like, oh, I just moved that one. I, there's this I thing at my house. You, so I call it, I call it the shadow realm. Alan just has I know, bad memory. <laughs> I know where everything is. Like my entire house in my head is, is like one by one foot cubes. Yes. Like I know where everything should be. And if it's not there, I call it having been shadow realm because it means somebody moved it. Mm. Mm. And so it's like, it's not like there, it doesn't have a place. 
I just know where I normally it, it has, put it, has it or where space. I left put it. It, it has a have space. A place. It has a space. Exactly. So it's like, you know, when I'm when I come home, my wallet and knife, they go I put them on the table in the living room, the coffee table. And if anyone ever moves them, I will run around the entire house like a chicken with a head cut off trying to find them. So wait, can you all do that? Like just know where your things are? Yeah. I yeah. I don't have I while I was cleaning up the other day, I found three unopened packages of JB Weld in three different places. That's amazing. You have three, you have three JB packages Weld of JB Weld you can any. use in the future. <laughs> but see, wait, Kevin, you know we're just things. If I point to like a drawer in your garage somewhere, like you're gonna tell me what's in it. It's almost like if if you ask me where something is, I know where it is. But if you just he can't tell me, you, he can only move his body here, there. I don't know what's here. But if you tell me you need something that's in there, I'll know where it is. <laughs> I I, I called that. it like organized chaos, where it's a mess to anyone except me. Where it's like I know where it is, and I can get it every single time. The whole system falls apart if something gets moved. Though, like if I put it down somewhere or forget it, um, yeah. then it's then it's a total meltdown. I just have so much stuff that I, I need to have, like, an organization or I will find nothing. What would, what would you do if you ever had to move? I've moved multiple times. But has it, the collection grows every time. Yeah, and that's why now it's like uh, I, I have to start putting labels on things because... It's, and if your it's, landlord has any idea the predicament you're in, he can absolutely ring you. What do you mean? Raising rent 50% every year. Uh, no, we signed a, co- a lease so that they can't. But... For how long? Six years. Okay. Oh, six. It's long. Oh, your YouTube wow. channel will be dead by then. I know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always a joke because my mom works uh, works with me, and she every time you my, don't want to say works for me. I don't say anyone works for me because I don't like that. Because uh, um, then I have to pay them more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, it's just, it's just weird because it's not really. That's not like there's not a dynamic of like where anyone really does things for me like that. But my mom always makes jokes. <laughs> Or she always, like, if my brother and I say something, she's always like, just remember, we got five more years. Yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably yeah. convert it to a daycare or something. I think you'll be fine. Yeah. Just literally that don't move anything. Just start calling it, it a daycare. It would always yeah, be just like. kids in there. My brother and I will say something. Like, we'll be talking. I'm like, yeah, I, like, I, we can't make videos for, like, I got like three more years in me and my mom will just like pop out of nowhere and be like, but the lease is six. And we're like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. I mean, you can, you can probably leave before six. We, we put in a clause that like you, you have to pay to break it. But after four years, it's like pretty yeah. weak. I think those clauses usually are to keep are for the, for the tenant. Cause I don't think the, like if anything, the landlord wants you to like wants to get new people in cause they can keep raising the rent. It's, it's what, when, cause we, when we got this place, we had to go through, um, What's it called? We had to talk to uh, just a lawyer. A le- I don't know what he's called. A lease lawyer who would go over. The mm. le- it was a long lease. And he. Just, he I always remember what he told me because I was like scared of all these clauses if you just break the lease. And his answer was like, oh, it's to protect them. But yeah, you don't have to worry about those. I'm like, why? He's like, oh, I mean, just leave fast enough and they'll never be able to enforce mm. any of them. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, I've never seen them enforced. He goes, because everyone who breaks their lease gets out of there so quickly it's like if I know I'm going to default to my lease, I've moved all my stuff out of here. And then suddenly when payment stops happening, they come to investigate and it's just empty here. And they're like, oh, uh. I, yeah, I think that <laughs> okay. uh, it's it's they don't care until it starts costing them money. So if they can just get somebody else in there, then it's fine. 
if if the economy crashed and you were locked in, they would fight you to death because they wouldn't have to try to find somebody. Like whoever they found would have to be, you know, would be a lower rate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's basically what's this is cheaper, binding bringing legal someone advice to court. From- your lawyer, yeah. William Osmond. <laughs> no, but it, it's cheaper. What, yeah. What's cheaper, bringing someone to court or just finding a new tenant? And it's almost bringing always finding a new it's tenant. It's always cheaper. And you, you can do both. Usually, yeah, take you're it. really spiteful. Yeah. Usually you don't, though, because it's like, it's like the lawyer said, he's just like, if you know you're going to break your lease, he's like, you've already liquidated everything you own and, and <laughs> declared bankruptcy often. So by the time they show up, they're like, you have no assets in the company. So it's like they're suing and nothing. Like, well, when we when we got out of every lease we've had, we've actually broken like a month early. Um, not broken, but we've like moved out a month early with permission. But the, okay. the <laughs> one situation, like horrible tenant. <laughs> no, no, no. We I, I basically like what happens is we either we learn that we're not going to stay, or the one where they kicked us out. And I was like, well, if you're not going to renew the lease, can we get out a month early? Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they all they really care about is getting somebody else yes. in there. And so the stipulation has always been okay, but you have to let us show it while you're still in there. Yeah. I mean, that's even in yeah. my lease now where it's like, if I want to leave, you have to say it within like six months. And yeah. So they can get somebody else in there. So like if you, as long as you like help them get a new tenant in there, they probably won't care. That's I think when they would start getting really vindictive is if they, if their bottom line is going to, if they're going to make less money, which is lovely. I mean, we like, so we moved out of the storage unit and this is like a good example. Um, and the storage unit door, when the movers came to move, it was, was stuck. It was like, it was like not welded, but it was like broken. Hmm. And it took okay. like two hours to get a maintenance guy to come and open the security door. And the movers charged by hour. Well, naturally. And so the door being broken costs like 150 bucks. You know, the movers hmm. don't care. And it's like, who, who gets to pay that? The company who I'm paying rent that the door is broken and so the service I'm paying to get out of there has to sit there and, you know, lollygag or me, right? Like it doesn't make sense for me to pay it because it's not my equipment that failed. Like, and I've been paying them every month. So it's just like, yeah. you know, I mean, that's, that's I guess tough. kind of the, yeah. And that's the whole thing is like, if, if, if they made, you know, an agreement and their business depends on it and then you bail on it and they can't get somebody else in. And like, then is it worth your time to try to fight them about it? Right. Cause you know, they're going to drag it on. Exactly. Forever. So like, am I going to fight them for 140 bucks? No. Like, well, I'm kind of stubborn. So maybe. Um, but I would definitely be super pissed if they did one of those like extra month things where it's like, oh, well, you didn't cancel within this time. I'd be like, you know, absolutely not. Plus the fact that this ended up costing us more money, like just we'll call it even. What I was going to say, what I do think is funny, though, is that as a commercial tenant, you have no rights. So unlike if it's where you oh. live, you have no, no one's supposed to live here. So you have mm-hmm. no rights. And my cousin is um, a real estate agent who helped us get the place. And she was like, she's seen some stuff that she goes, oh, my God, people didn't pay their rent. And then the 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 what's it called? The owners were like, well, we're evicting you. And they got the right. I don't know if they, they guess they got they don't even need really the right. Apparently, yeah, it's in the lease. It, yeah. Like if you if you default on three months, we can just liquidate your assets like your lease is terminated. Oh. And anything that's still there since you're not paying for it is no longer your right to be there. And we determined it as abandoned. So apparently they just came in, removed the doors in the winter, and just started taking everything out of it. So they're like, you don't even have, they just put on, like, it just was, it's like the warehouse area, it doesn't need to be heated, so you just have no heat, you have no door. (laughs) It's just like, they just started pulling all of the items out. 
That's all the kids crazy. in the daycare froze to death. <laughs> yeah, they're all. Yeah, <laughs> they took no. They took the kids. They sold the kids. Got whatever value. They These are ours I mean, now. The, the, that's probably like pushing the limits of legality. But it's like not the daycare Jeez. thing. I'm saying like just taking the doors <laughs> off. But it's not like if you live there, like you can't just freeze a family out. I mean, there's there's rules. If you have like a tenant who isn't paying. You have to keep water and yes. power and electricity on, even if you are paying it. So, like, you know, my my parents they have a, a guest house that they rent out, and I remember one time this this lady she stopped paying. Like it was it just happened all within like three months. Too. It was insanity, and it like they lost. They had, they don't trust anybody anymore. Um, she stopped paying like immediately. Like she paid like the, the to get in, and then just that was it. And it took like three months. And you can't, like, it, because it was attached to the home's meter and everything, like, they were paying the water bill and the electrical bill and the gas bill. And there was nothing they could do other than go through the legal process. So it's like, you, even though you're paying for their water, you still have to keep it connected. Which, I, I it seems kind of crazy because it's like, it's just someone yeah. basically stealing wa- your water at that point. Like, if your neighbor hooked a hose up to your faucet and started, like, they can't do that. But if there's somebody living, even if they, which it's, I don't know, it's, I mean, it's it, kind of like, I mean, to a more extreme extent here, since it gets so cold in the winter, um, technically it's a crown corporation, our power. So it is government run, but it's like, you're not allowed. I think, yeah. And the gas company, you can't cut those services in the winter, right? but the moment it hits a certain temperature outside, they can just remove your power. Yeah. Wait, how come, how come power companies can cut power then? Cause I guess you don't really need power to live. You could always yeah, but you're not, start you're not supposed fire. to cut it even if even if a tenant isn't I, I don't know enough about this. I feel like you're not supposed to cut power though if you have a tenant even if they're not paying rent. I, I always thought here you could. It's just you couldn't do it when it was below a certain temperature. Maybe California has is very good for renters. <laughs> I think California, especially like LA County, it has very, very strong tenant rights. I mean that's you know a good thing generally, I think, if you're looking at sort of like tenants versus landlords. Yeah, unless you're a landlord generally has more power. <laughs> No, I mean, yeah, it's, it sucks if you're a landlord, but it's like, you know, those are in place because as a yeah, landlord, yeah, yeah. you have the ability to like really, really mess up someone's life. And I guess it just balances out by making your tenants able to mess up your life in return. In California, it is illegal for a landlord to remove or force a tenant out of a rental unit by any method other than going through the court procedure. It is illegal to turn the utilities off for non-payment. So you literally have to keep paying the utilities and the only way to get them out is through the official uh, legal huh. process. Yeah, although I mean, even with those like laws, it's it's really e- like that that gets abused all the time. Like it's really easy for landlords to like basically just not care because, like, as a tenant, especially if you're kind of like poor, if you don't have money, how are you going to fight that? Yeah. I, I was going to say, I guess there's a difference too between what I was saying and what you were saying. I just realized that it's like it's probably illegal for the landlord to cut the power off on the tenant. But it's like in the case that I was thinking of here, it's if like you're a homeowner and you just stop paying electricity, then, so, then okay. it's like, that so there's not, there's not like services. a tenant landlord coercion problem. It's like, you're just not paying your utilities and you're, you're the see. landowner. So they'll leave it on until it hits a certain temperature and then all bets are off and then they can yeah, Well, they're just off. like, dude, like, come on. Like, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> but yes, you, I, it makes sense that you couldn't, if your like tenant stop paying, that it's more complicated because then, in theory, if the landlord wanted to kick the person out, they could just stop paying for the power. 
Okay, wait, all right, terrible. so check this out. Check this out. If you don't pay your bill within 19 days after it was mailed, the utility company will send you a notice that your service will be terminated no less than like 15 days after the notice was mailed. And then you have 19 days to pay. So like essentially it takes like a month and then they'll turn your power off. I think that evictions typically take more than that. So a power company is allowed to cut your power off more quickly than, a, than a, you could get a tenant out of a property. Mm-hmm. So you could literally just not pay your own power bill and then you could get the power company to shut your power off to cut the tenant's power off. <laughs> but then your power would also be cut But off. you, you couldn't cut the tenant's power off. Is that right? I feel like this yeah. might be right. That, that's that's, that, that's Why are big, big companies all like the higher you are, before. the more shit you can do? Like the bigger you are, you can just absolutely like bulldoze people. Isn't that just so? I I was in that situation like fresh out of college. I was a kid. I didn't have any money. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, and what happened was we we called it Dark House. Me and my three roommates because it was Dark just like house. yeah, because it was just a joke at that point. It was like kind of like our lives were so bad that it kind of was just funny. You know what I mean? Yeah. So we're like we were into it. Um, <laughs> like we we had parties without power and we had glow sticks and you had to take a glow stick into the shower with you because otherwise you couldn't see anything when you were taking a shower. It, it, it sounds but, sorry. It sounds like as kids like people who go through traumatic stuff and then as adults they realize how bad it was. But as their yeah. memory of it as a kid was like an adventure but you yeah, did was, that as an adult like it was <laughs> it was fucked up it shouldn't have happened and we definitely should have like sort of like seeked legal recourse but we just didn't know any better so what happened was um we were renting a house that belonged to a woman that died like three years previous and it turned out that like her nephew was collecting our rent on her behalf and i guess you're not allowed to do that if the person died like you can't just collect rent money from property if it wasn't sort of explicitly left to you in their will and i guess she didn't have it so technically what happened was the house became the estate of california and so yeah. this guy had been collecting rent for years illegally i don't know what happened to him i don't know if he went to jail or whatever but basically like one day like a nice woman in a suit came by and she's like hey just so you know like we're not gonna raise your rent um but like this house belongs to the state of california now and we're going to sell it but this whole time, you're protected. Your, your rent's not in, going to increase, but you got to make the checks out to us now. And they eventually sold it to like one of those like student housing companies that just like guts places and raises the rent. And because the tenant laws were so strong, like they they tried to like strong arm us out of there, but they they couldn't really do anything except in the original lease, uh, the the landlord, the dead landlord, was the one paying for all our utilities. Uh, and somehow ghost that, landlord. Yeah. The ghost landlord was paying the utilities somehow. Um, but then once it changed hands to California and then to the, the new student housing group, uh-huh. um, somehow they were like, Oh, well, we never saw the original lease. We, we can't be expected to pay the, the utilities. That's not in the agreement. Um, and so, I mean, basically what happened was they stopped paying for the utilities. And the worst part was we were willing to pay for utilities, but when we tried to contact LADWP, they said, well, you can't start a new account. Until they cancel the old account. It's still under their account. We were like, Holy why shit. So we tried calling yeah. we were like, we were yeah. like how could you not pay for the utilities if it's under your account? We literally can't pay for it right now. And they're like, Dude. well, you gotta figure it out. <laughs> and so once the 19 days were up, we did not have power. And oh the funny thing was- Oh my God, that is brilliant. I, I assumed. <laughs> I assumed when I came home and the lights didn't turn on, I assumed everything was off. And so I tried to like reheat the food that was that I had in the fridge before it went bad. 
And so I thought that there was no gas. I didn't even try. I just thought there was no gas. So what I did was I had some fried rice. And I reheated it by just pouring uh, like denatured alcohol, just like ethanol on top of the stove. I lit the whole stove on fire. Okay. <laughs> and then I reheated my fried rice on there and it worked. But then as I was eating it, I was sitting on the couch. I heard the heater kick on. <laughs> I was like, Whoa. oh, wait, we had gas the entire time. <laughs> Dude. So we still had hot water. We still had running water. We just didn't have power for like a week and a half while we got that sorted out. And so the whole time we were like, we were just like making jokes out of it. Like we had girls over and we had like, basically we we're like, oh, you got to help us drink this Goldschlager. It's going to go back because our fridge doesn't work anymore. <laughs> oh my God. I, when you're 23, you, you're really resilient. You can deal with all kinds of shit. You can basically die and you still live. <laughs> <laughs> what? That is... You know what? Okay, here's. I, I think I've given this advice before, but to anybody listening, because I've, 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 I've talked to a lot of people, and I really think that this is something you should do if you rent. You have to do this if you rent. Before you leave, a couple weeks before you leave, like a month or whatever it is before you're leaving, ask for an inspection, a pre move out inspection. You need to give them an opportunity to put their hand in their mouth, their fist in their mouth by telling you what needs to be fixed. They cannot charge you for shit that they didn't bring up during the inspection. So if you've never gotten your security deposit back and you're tired of it before you no. move out, ask your landlord for a pre move out inspection a couple weeks before you move out. That's smart. That's really the smart. things they tell you that. need to be fixed. You fix them or don't fix them. Let's say they say there's a couple of holes in the drywall and your security deposit's what, two grand? What's the security deposit nowadays? I feel like California. It depends on whatever your rent is, right? Yeah, something like that. And then they say, oh, we had to keep your two grand because you didn't fix the holes in the wall. Now they're telling you that putting a couple, fixing a couple holes in the drywall costs $2,000. Now it's like you've got dots you can connect to say, that's bullshit. So you can either (laughs) fix it and get all your money back or not fix it and then fight them when they try to take the whole thing for something that shouldn't have cost that much to repair. I think I did that when I was moving out of my college apartment. They still charged me. They charged me for the couch. They charged us like 1200 bucks for the shittiest couch you've ever seen in your entire life. It was like already on its way out. I'm pretty sure it was like a, you know, $200 couch from Ikea. They found it on the side of the road. $1,200 for a couch. What did they say? It was damaged? Nice couch. Well, so like how these four, like it was one of those shared student housing off campus things where it's like an apartment. And there's four rooms and they rent them all out individually. So it's like you're only renting your room, but there's like, you know, the, the kitchen and the dining room. That's like the common area type thing. And like me and one guy moved out. And then like later in the summer, the next two people moved out. But they like charged all of us for everything that was like damaged in the main Dude, how, area. how is this shit legal how is that I, okay i think it technically isn't bucks, but you, know. but you can't people, fight it some yeah. people left food in the pantry and they charged 50 dollars per trash bag that they had to throw <laughs> out so it's like oh and well, you know uh, that you know they're paying people like like eight dollars an hour at the time yeah. to <laughs> empty it like so like you know we all had to pay 450 bucks and i'm like you know, I'm not going to pay this. And they're like, well, if you, if you have to find an apartment, you're screwed. Cause you know, this is going to ding your credit really bad. So you right. better pay. And I was looking for an apartment at the time. So I'm like screwed. I had to pay it. 
Ugh. And this is Dude, from like an entity that's making like hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars a year if it was like the campus, and they're just squeezing broke ass college students. I didn't know for... that garbage men were were actually getting paid millions of dollars a year, fifty dollars per trash bag to, to <laughs> yeah. throw away. Dude, if you Are think you about me? it, like they're they buy the couch, it's a tax write off. Then they're renting the couch and they're making money. And then they charge you for damaging the couch, which probably doesn't count as income, right? It's probably just like they don't there's no way they pay tax on that, right? I don't know how that works. But like if they're charging you for damages, that's not taxable income. It's like one of those fake couches and like the leather's peeling yeah. off of it and that's like our fault. <laughs> and then they buy so they they make they make money when the couch dies. They save money when they buy the couch. And they're like that that couch is actually profitable beyond just renting it out. Yeah. Yep. Just sounds like a good wow. business model this is to making me. me. Yeah, it's making me want to be a landlord, honestly. <laughs> I think I've realized amazing. how bad my business is. <laughs> and I, I apologize to Ikea couches because this couch was so bad. I don't even think you, I don't even know how you could make a couch. Was, like, <laughs> was it Ikea? No, I don't think so. Because I actually we, ha- we had an Ikea couch in our house and it was nice. Yeah, they're but, not bad. I don't know who makes terrible couches. I don't even know. I don't. I I I actually don't really. It was bad. I'm surprised you could. Whatever. Anyway. You surprised someone sold a couch so shit. I don't want to give an anti-sponsorship to IKEA because they they have not harmed me in any way. Oh uh, yeah, we love IKEA, IKEA. If you want to sponsor this, we'll never talk shit about you. Yeah. IKEA, if you're listening. <laughs> IKEA, if you're listening, we can do a, a a safety third extra where we try to make combat robots out of only things we find uh, in IKEA. Dude, did I tell you I wanted to build the CNC machine using only parts from IKEA? I'm certain you could do it. Like you could take they have the, the good stuff there. The electronic the right the chairs or the tables, the standing desks that oh, are electronic. Yeah, with the linear so you got linear, linear actuators yeah. and then you could encode them probably. You got like drill motors. You could get like mm-hmm. the uh, their assembly drills. They have the um, automatic could, lines. Yep, you could totally build. Yeah, an there's a lot of CNC there's a lot machine. of good stuff there. So IKEA, just let us give us money or free IKEA things, we'll or let us crimes. run rampant in a store, and we'll do it. We'll dress up like we like could IKEA do like employees and run around run around town punching people. Uh, <laughs> safety third does trends that are ten years old. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's ten years old. I thought that was a good idea. Is it? It's pretty old. That's got to be like around the Harlem Shake, right? Well, when people would like try to camp out in IKEA. Yeah, I thought that was pretty old. No, I'm talking about like when you go to a science museum and it's like you know they let you stay there overnight. Oh, and not just Mm, not just go to an IKEA. Yeah, I was hiding in a Walmart in between toilet paper. Yeah, whoever's listening from IKEA, let us do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's this there's this video that I wanted to do with Alex Ernst. He has this gumball machine and we wanted to fill it up with meatballs and try to pitch it to like you know people like have their little vending machine businesses. Like when you go to a business and there's vending machines, it's usually not theirs. It's like a third party mm-hmm. contractor that like yeah. you know gives them a cut or something and try to like sell like tell them why they should let us install our our meatball vending machine in, in their lobby. <laughs> Would it, were they hot or were they cold meatballs? Uh, it depends on how warm the day is. Coils in the machine. Tank heater. A drum heater on it. You can put a drum heater on each meatball. It's a really good idea. On each one. You have to ask the person to put. Please uh, be kind and put take the drum heater off and put it on the next meatball. Yeah. 
keep it at a nice uh, body temperature, 90 degrees ought to exactly. do it. Exactly. <laughs> if, if bacteria can't grow in your body because like, it's hot enough, that means if it's the same temperature, it can't grow in the meatball vending machine. Just keep it at the temperature of whatever a cow is. That should be okay. Cows don't rot. It's got to be a couple hundred degrees <laughs> Celsius. Actually, I think, I think turkeys... Uh, turkeys are like a couple degrees away from cooking themselves. Really? I think I learned that from a Lewis Weiss video, actually. <laughs> 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 like live turkeys, live turkeys, like uh, living body temperature is like a hundred some degrees. And the, like the, the, when you sous vide something and you can call it cooked, it's like a hundred and like teens, I think, or twenties. So it's really? like a turkey is like about 10 degrees away from being cooked at any given time when it's alive. That's <laughs> Hey, Imagine. we got Audrey Ember. Come on in. Audrey, wait, she's showing up she, for work late. You're late to work. Audrey. No, no, I just, I had her getting goo for me. She just bought a bunch you of goo. A for bunch me. of goo. Is the yeah. goo? Oh, seriously, we've got the orange goo. goo. Oh, so goo. goo. That logo is, the, it's like a meme. Context cement, so we got that goo. She's been getting goo for me all day. This is her second goo run. Good job, Audrey. Why do you need goop? Why y'all. Goop. Yeah, what are you doing with I'm the goop? Just, I'm, I'm working with a lot of pipes, a lot of just plumbing parts, and so I just I've been getting very goopy. Mm, Is that the stuff with like the little grit in it? Yeah, 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 the pumice and stuff. Yeah, you want to say anything to the to the audience? Audrey, now's your chance. You can say anything you want to literally tens Blink. of people. She's completely silent. She's just staring. You know, at people me. normally <laughs> pay money for this privilege, Audrey. <laughs> He wants nothing to do with it. I'm, 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 we're having a long day today because I gotta, I gotta try and get this thing done by the end of the month ish, which really so you means can February tenth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that's why I got all the goo. All right. Well, let's uh, thank everybody for listening to this absolute steaming dog shit of a podcast. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna record an extra. Is that everyone wants to record extra? Yeah, yeah. You got time to record an extra? I don't think Nigel's yeah. on board. I think we ran past the the allotted the time, time. we've got today. What if it's a really fast extra? Do the extras have to be an hour long? No, we can do thirty minutes. <laughs> I mean, I could do thirty minutes like Saturday. I'd rather do thirty minutes on Saturday with Nigel. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, really? That, oh yeah. shit! Why? Because yeah, oh, Kevin wants to, Kevin wants to be with no, Nigel. Kevin says he has a cool oh, idea. I get it. Kevin knows I that see. nobody's gonna watch it with Nigel. <laughs> no, Kevin too. says he has a cool idea. That's why. What's the idea? You can't tell us. No, just like a little a little uh, game show trivia, guessing. Oh, shit. You got to guess the picture. Okay, okay, okay. If it's half an hour, I'll do it now. Oh, I'm not ready now, oh. but I can't. <laughs> can. Oh, Kevin! <laughs> Kevin! Let's just do regular thirty minutes now, and then we can do that Saturday. Yeah, I won't be able to do Saturday, but we can do regular now. That's our ad for supporting <laughs> us on Patreon. We'll see you guys over there. <laughs> At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.